Hi guys, it's Michelle Trini, the creator of Divorce Diaries. In today's episode, we get to talk to my very good friend, Maggie Marino. She's also a Reiki master, a hypnotherapist, and a spiritual coach. And she gives me some very, very user-friendly tools on how to let go and have self-worth. And it sounds like easier said than done. I have confidence, I have self-worth, I let things go. No, it takes a lot more than that. And I am still learning. I live for these like sessions just with you in general as a friend. I feel bad. I feel like I'm my only friend. Am I the only friend that texts her about stuff with her business, but like as a friend? And then when you were at my house and you were getting messages from people, I'm like, oh good, I'm not the only one. <laughs> no, I was gonna say, I was like, no, you are 100% not the only one. Wait, so so what is your exact title? Because I've been calling you Reiki coach, spiritual advisor, guru. What What is your title? <laughs> guru. Uh <laughs> So I am a Reiki master, a spiritual coach, and a hypnotherapist. <laughs> Bringing you into your Zen place all of the time. <laughs> well, when I, when I was just in your space this summer in, in May, when I was having all those issues with the anxiety and, you know, my body yeah. physically having that much anxiety, which hasn't happened before to me the way it was. And right. I went into the- and it's gone away since then, right? It has. That's so, what, right. what's so weird is that I'm like, where did that go? Like it went, it left. Um, I do think it has to do with my muscles, like being a dancer and having like this body pain sometimes, but the tingling and the way I was freaking out. And then when we were, when I was down by doing the Reiki healing, I didn't feel anything that day. Yeah. And the cold, I mean, I love that you're by the ocean. Cause I feel like the ocean. Well, yeah. It's so healing. Do you go in the ocean every day or do you, or you visit every day? No, I don't. I don't even, I, no, I don't even go in the ocean in the summer. Oh. <laughs> um, but I do believe that the salt air, like all of that is cleansing, just being in the general vicinity of the ocean. Yeah. So, okay. I, since we spoke last week. <laughs> Please tell me. I, have not I like to be like a therapist, like since our last session. So that's what I love about, okay. So Reiki master spiritual advisor or coach sorry coach coach and then um hypnotherapist and i love that i think that um so since we spoke about the last guy that i was talking to right and like mm -hmm. the issues I have with self-worth and confidence and like not in boundaries boundaries is a big thing right yeah. um you know I, I did what we said i reached out to him and said i canceled the plans mm -hmm. but then i texted you i was like well now he blocked me on facebook right I mean, don't you think I can, I get the game. I get that I'm yes, playing game play and, games, but I didn't want to stay friends with him on Facebook to see anything else. Right. And I think the part of the boundaries that you're not getting is that boundaries are for your mental health, right? Not to play games with him. Once you set the boundary, because it is in your best interest right. not to follow him on Facebook, Instagram, whatever, then you need to you know, follow through with that in terms of it doesn't matter his, you're cutting it off. His behaviors no longer affect you. Him blocking you, it holds no meaning in your life because what's best for you is for you not to see his stuff done. So that is what I have difficulty with is cutting it off. Why? Right. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't. Not, so you blocking him was not a boundary. That was you playing a game to see how he would react to it. Well, yes, yes. 
But I also know that if I kept him on Facebook, I would keep looking at it and staring. Right. right. But it's, yes. Yeah, so, but that's the thing. It's, it's the words that you're using. So you didn't block him to set a boundary. You blocked him because it is in your best interest. Right. And because you wanted to see how he would react to it. So when I, I talked to you about, okay, so I, he, when I, when I think back to last week, this is what was going through my head. I was like, okay, so now he, he clearly listened. I don't, I also did a podcast episode about it. A couple right. of them. Good. It's and healing. That's I think great. It is, but he definitely listened to it because he wouldn't have known. And he wouldn't and, have known that he was blocked. Well, I don't know, but the picture was gone. Oh, the picture was gone that made you want to block him. I asked my friend to look. She's like, it's gone. And then I was like, you well, asked your friend to look. Are you 15 years old? 13. This <laughs> where. Okay, here's what happened. I unblocked. I unblocked him. Wait, 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 wait. You unblocked him? So I, I read you the message I sent. He didn't acknowledge what I said about how I blocked him on Facebook. I was like, that's weird. He acknowledges everything that I say usually. Mm -hmm. So I unblocked him for a second, and then I looked and I said, I can't see his stuff. And I was like, oh, that motherfucker blocked me. I, and at first, I thought he deactivated it because he's done that before, where he deactivates his Facebook. And so my friend Gina was like, uh, it's still there. He's still there, but he's, he's a private setting. So, all right, I'm going to be transparent. Good. So I, 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 I was like, okay, so, but it's, it's like, you can't see the pictures he's tagging because he's a private on a private setting. So I looked up the girl's name mm -hmm. that tagged him and the picture's gone. Okay. Unless they, unless he told her, set that picture to private. Which it's all neither here nor there. I, I mean, I know I'm sad about it. Yeah, you can be sad and I want you to heal yourself having nothing to do with him or his actions. No, I know. I think the thing is, I think I'm not good enough because he can't get past the religious beliefs and can't date me i and i and i know that it has nothing to do with me i have asked my friend who's a rabbi and and just to get your listeners like th this guy and i like each other but he comes from very different backgrounds and he is very religious in judy and he's uh i, I guess he's orthodox jewish even though he considers himself conservadox but i think that he is full i a lot of my friends who are conservative like that's very interesting that he's that He's very more orthodox side because a lot of them have like interfaith relationships, even in his family, he was saying aren't a huge deal, but they are, but they're not. And like, anyway, so he, uh, I just felt like he was so attentive here and there that um, I thought there would be a nice connection. But even from the beginning, I read his first message. I reread it last night. I appreciate your honesty. Um, so I, when I first met, so we, he met me at my show, right? Okay. And then like, we, we are talking for a while on mess Facebook messenger. Now my friend who's a dating coach said to me, well, that's your first sign. If within two weeks, if he didn't ask you out of messaging, you should have cut him off. Do you agree with that? 
I mean, I'm not a dating coach and I've certainly heard that. Yeah. I, I personally don't think there's any hard and fast rules for dating. Right. Like, because, you know, there could be the person that is right for you that needs three weeks or didn't start counting the same exact day that you started counting the days of when to ask you out. But like, I think there is a, a huge value in getting to know somebody as a friend. So like, I also think it's different, like what you consider asking out on, like has to be a date versus hanging out as friends. And I understand you're not good at hanging out in that friendship space. If I don't like them, yes. But if I have feelings- right, that's called a friend. <laughs> So like, I want to give, I, I've gone out on dates with guys who I'm like, not sure about to see right. what develop, and it doesn't work out. And then I don't want to waste their time. And I had said that to him when we were talking, I was like, so are you going to ask me out or we just want to be friends? Cause I, I really kind of, we've been texting like this for a while. We've been talking on the phone and the, the lines were a little blurred. Like I was like, he's saying he wants to come to Jersey. And then I was kind of like unsure about it. I was like, I don't know if I want you to come here. I'm busy. And then like, he was saying stuff about my birthday. So, so when we finally did get together. <clears throat> I was excited, but then he texted me right before this message. Um, I pulled it up just for you. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, and because we were talking about boundaries and even from the beginning, I didn't stick to the boundary. I, I would have liked to thought I did, but I didn't, I should have said it right from this red flag that right before we were meeting for a drink, he wrote this message. I want to be transparent in my thought process. First of all, do you know many men that speak like that? I mean, yeah, not many, but I don't think it's weird. And I, I love that actually, but yeah. I, I thought it was nice. I'm concerned about getting together because of the observances I have and the limits they cause. For example, I spent the last hour trying to find a strictly vegan spot in Hoboken and they all close early. My heart is racing. I'm legit causing myself anxiety, which is not a great feeling. I know you don't need to waste time finding new friends. Neither of us do, but are you going out tonight if we decide that it won't delve further than that? I know your free time is limited, especially with what's going on now with my father. Mine is too. So want to approach tonight being on same page intentionality. Okay. So when I read that, I was all excited. I was, I was shopping in anthropology for new underwear. Like I was excited. And yeah. this was like a Debbie Downer. And I was like, I don't think we should get together. What would be your initial? Cause my initial thing was like, well, then if that's the case, I should not see him. But I, and I ended up seeing so, him. Right. And I don't think that you were wrong to see him. And I hate using words like right and wrong, but like, I don't, I think that that was a fine decision. I don't think that that message is as much of a red flag. Okay. Because I do think he's being transparent. So it shows that he's communicative. It's putting it out on the line that he has anxiety, which like, hello, welcome to the club. Like, yeah. but that's good to know that that's something that you're balancing in a friendship or a relationship, you know? And yeah, I think it was good. He put it all out on the table, you know? But I think at the meetup, to be able to talk about like, you know, okay, so I'm fine. You know, if you are fine with being friends, fine. But like talking that out with him, like where is he coming from? Yes. What are the holdups? So that to me is more of the red flag area. 
So we, so I did give him the benefit of the doubt and met with him on the corner where I was because I was like, I'm not going anywhere. You can come here and that's it. So we did talk about it, but after that little time together, I knew it was going to come up again. And then when it came up again, I think it was around my birthday and he called. So it didn't come up again, that hanging out. He sent that whole text. He sent that text, we hung out. And then after our first initial meeting, he's like, he I'm glad we actually really did meet up. That was really special. He like messaged me immediately. I wasn't even in the door yet. And like, we kissed on the lips, like just a peck really. And I was kind of confused because I'm used to guys like grabbing me and making out. And I was like, and I felt like we were connecting like chemistry wise. So that's why I was like taken aback. I was like, what the hell is this? And like, he was like rubbing my arms as a part, like, and just like, it was very soft and sweet. And yeah. so, um, <clears throat> you know, I knew he felt felt for me and I just didn't know what was going to happen next. And the next part I think is where I should have said, okay, then we can't see each other again, which is around my birthday. He was like, I bought you a gift and I want to see you, but I want to talk first. And then when we talked, it was, he laid it out how much he likes me, but he can't get past the religious background. And he's not sure, like he wanted to see me again, but he wanted to make sure that I knew where his head was at. And I was like, again, I said, okay, well, <clears throat> I don't want to meet someone for my birthday who doesn't want to take me out as a date. Mm -hmm. So we didn't. And um, I would have stuck to the boundary, but then his friend came to my show in LA and then everybody was like, you guys should just go out and stop talking the religion. And it was like, everyone, you know, I was like, yeah, why are we on religion right now? And then we, we did hang out afterwards, you know, we went and, but it was a, the second time we hung out, we had a really nice dinner. And, but I felt like we would have gotten further on the date or the dinner <clears throat> physically if we were dating and I told him we couldn't and he was like okay and like hours after I left he brought it up that this is an issue and I, I was starting to be like well then what did you just want to sleep with me or what what is this so then I told him not to talk to me again like I want to be done and then he contacted me a week later after he listened to my podcast so what I should have done there was not answer him correct but I did. And then that opened up a can of worms. So now, now, and then I spiraled after I responded to him, I thought he was opening up the door again. Then I contacted him and then it became a tag. You're it. And then <clears throat> what I'm trying, what I want to ask you is now I'm struggling with the fact that I cut it off. I feel like he's moved on immediately. He's not thinking about me. I don't know why I need validation from him and I'm hurting from it still after a week later. Okay. And I don't know how to let physically let it go. Right. So a, it's only been a week. You're being hard on yourself. Okay. It takes time to heal. Um, what was the other thing? Cause there was something major that you said. So I can't let things go. I mean, that's a right. theme. Oh, why you need the validation from him. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. so every that's human nature. Everybody wants that validation, you know, but you go to a very negative place and you go to a very black and white place. Like he's not thinking about you. Either he's thinking about you or he's not thinking about you. There's no in between. Like he has to be dreaming about you, writing sonnets, texting all of the time, or he hates you. You're not worthy. You're unlovable. And the truth is he's allowed to be just as confused about it as you are and have the same exact feelings that you do. Like 
you, you don't know what you want. You want to get to know them and you want to date, you know, you need to allow that for him too. And I'm not saying him, him specifically, cause I think we're done. Yeah. Cross that bridge. <laughs> Hopefully. Uh, <laughs> but, but in general, in dating, I think, um, you know, you need to give people the same grace that you give, not even that you give to yourself because you are hard on yourself, but you allow yourself to be in your feelings and go this way and that way. And I want to talk to, I don't want to talk to you. I miss you, but I can't talk to you. You know, I want to make out with you, but I don't want you to only want me for sex. All of those things are allowed to coexist. And the other person needs to be allowed to also have all of those mixed emotions and feelings because that's human nature. And you're at a place where because you don't have that trust, you want somebody to meet you on date one and then be all in and allow you to be able to decide what you want from there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how to get rid of that. And that's the inner work that you need to do. Having nothing to do with anybody else. You need to work on your own self-worth, your own self-love, because that's, that's the only way to get to the point. And it's a work in progress. Nobody's there hundred percent of the time, all the time, but to get to a point where, okay, this guy doesn't like me. I'm still an amazing human being. I'm still worthy. You know, I, okay. So how to do this, the work, right? That's something mm-hmm. like, what would you say? Or like for a single mom, I'm juggling business and, you know, self-employed, I'm self-employed, I'm juggling finances, you know, making sure we're all healthy, social media for my business, friendships, family. How do I implement the work? Like, what are three tactics that I could do? No, you know me as a friend. What are like three tactics I can do to implement the work? Well, first of all, I feel like it's amazing exactly what you just said. Think about how many things you just named. You know, write that all down because you are killing it at life. Even when you think you're not, you're a single mom, you have multiple jobs, you have a roof over your head, you have a car that you drive, your family is healthy. Like you have all of these amazing, wonderful things that are because of you and the work that you put in, you know, and reminding yourself that that Michelle Trana is one complete, amazing human being. And If you write that down, three things a day, whatever works for you, three, five, one, if that's all that you have time for, and reread it when you're feeling like you're not worthy. That's the biggest part that people miss in the writing things down is the rereading it. Well, that's that's where it sets in. It's a repetition thing. So like Mm -hmm. I get in my body, when I I dance and when I move, I learn and I feel good. So I, I started to think like going for a walk, going for a run or or praying or and say and speaking those things aloud start to sit into your body more. Mm-hmm. Um, I really have to do it because I was thinking back to when we talked about this last week and the self worth and the confidence and it's like confidence is consistency, right? Like if you're consistent yeah. with keeping promises to myself, which I'm not like, I'm not going to text any man that doesn't 
that doesn't want to be with me. And I haven't been consistent with that. I know that's a silly little thing, but it's the truth. Right. And I'm mad at myself for it. Like, I want to say no more to any man on this phone that is in my phone mm -hmm. that doesn't deserve a text. But what is deserving of a text or wants to be with you? What are the criteria that a man could fit into to meet that criteria for you? They want to take me out. They want to call me, mm -hmm. want to support me by coming to my shows. They want to meet my daughter eventually. Mm -hmm. uh, they want to be a part of my routine. And at what point do they need to have that? So you go out on a date with somebody. Yeah. It's date one. You have a nice time. Right. Do they need on date two to be able to say at some point in my life, I want to meet Grace? Or can they say, I want to continue to get to know you and be calling you? That, that. Yeah. I, not, I, <clears throat> on date two, they're not necessarily signing up for, no. you know, coming to your shows and all of that. Like they're getting to know you. So at what point? are people meeting these goals? Cause I feel like it's a very quick change for you when these expectations need to set in. Okay. I see what you're saying. So the X, I, the problem, and another problem I probably have is that I set expectations up very high at the beginning. Like I imagine like, you know, even when I met him, I'm like, he's really different. Like I can picture myself celebrating Hanukkah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, I, I swear you bought yarmulkes for your whole family, but I yeah, did. I was like, literally Merry Christmas. Here's your yarmulke. Well, because I man, I asked God for a nice, sweet, sexy Jewish man because I have that friend who's the rabbi, and I was like attracted to him. And right. my my producer's like, yeah, but you were like, you think about these things, and you start drawing up stories in your head, and I'm like, exactly. But isn't that manifesting? No. <laughs> manifesting is putting in the work. Okay. Okay. Um, That's important. Yes. And. And for manifesting, it, you really need to be like, you can't manifest things that are not supposed to be happening for you. Like the universe won't allow it. Oh, basically. Okay. So if I'm not a thick, big Latin Jewish guy who practices, but wants an interfaith relationship, if I want that, and I put it out there, the universe isn't going to give it unless it's going to be serving me a good purpose. Yes. You can absolutely wish ask the universe for anything but the universe is not going to give you something that's not for your greatest and highest good and you personally i believe are not in a position to be dating right now because you have some other things that you need to work on and so that's why you can wish for this you can manifest it but it's not going to be the right fit until you put in the work for yourself and, and that work is the self-love. So writing down why you're amazing, because you are writing down all the ways that you take care of other people, what makes you whole, what, when you look at a pie chart of Michelle Trina, like what, you know, how big is each piece of the pie? Like grace is a big piece. You know, your work is a big piece. You don't actually, when you look at it, have that much space for a relationship, which I think is why you have very little um, patience yeah. for the right person. Because it's like, I got all this going on. 
and you got to fit in right here. And if you don't fit in exactly there, then I'm not my complete piece, but it's a very specific little piece that you're trying to complete you. Okay. Okay. I think you take that little piece and you put in the, I love myself, self-worth, and eventually you are whole. And then the other parts that you don't need to work on as much will make room for the right relationship. Okay. That makes sense. Once you get to that part. Yeah. Okay. I can do that. I like physically can put work in that I, I, that I um, can connect with. I think the letting go of, you know, the, and then also like, if I repeat things I think about myself that are good and all that stuff, if I don't, I don't like to spiral. um, I don't like to spiral like in a, in a, uh, like if a thought comes in my head, right. Mm -hmm. Oh, that I bet like I had a dream the other night and he was in it and Mm -hmm. he was like at a podium and then he was dressed up. And then the girl from that pic, one of the girls from that picture was there. And I was like, he's dating her. And I woke up feeling sick and I was like, Oh, I, I know there's something not right about this. And, and I was like, why do you care? You got rid of it. Who cares? So I started going down that spiral again. And then I think about other past relationships. And then to like today, I saw a friend of mine from high school who hit on me during the pandemic, but he was with a girlfriend and we were friends. It was weird. And now he broke up with that girlfriend and was with a new girl. And I was like, cause at first I'm like, oh, he's single now. Great. Maybe our love is real. And then he, I'm like, he's already with another person. So I start thinking, what's wrong with me? I haven't been in a relationship in seven years since my ex-husband and like, and then so like now I'm going in a spiral and now all the self-love I did is like, whatever, it's just, I'm not feeling it. Right. So there's also, you want the right relationship and you know that because you've been in the wrong relationships. It is so easy, especially on social media to look at other people and be like, they're in a relationship already. Like, how did that even happen? You know, I, I've never been married. I know people that have been married like two and three times. And I'm like, what, what's that about? You know? Yeah. But they're looking for different things than I am. And it's not right or wrong. It's not a judgment call, but it is some people want to have the marriage certificate and the pictures. Yeah. Yeah. And- that's fine if that's really what they want. It's easy. You could find somebody tomorrow that would marry you. You wouldn't be happy with that person, but you'd have the pictures and you'd have it on social media of tagging, you know, photos together and whatever. And that is what is so easy to look at in other people. Right. And be like, how does, how is it so easy for them? You know, but it's because you're looking for different things and you want full, complete, healthy love that has whatever label it has on it, whether it ends in marriage, whether it ends in a domestic partnership or, you know, just a committed relationship, you know, but you're, you're looking for the right person, not a label, you know, not, I have a boyfriend. Yeah. no, you're And right. that's why it's easy to spiral, but we spiral. I mean, because you're, you're like, why not me? Why is it so easy for these other people? Why he must've been single for a minute. Why did he skip over me? You know? And I think that's where I'm, I'm stuck on, like, I, I really get, getting stuck on, I, as soon as I stop talking to this guy, I'm out of their brain and mm-hmm. that hurts. And then I start thinking that again, like I, now in this case, it was my religion that I can't right. even, 
control that I was born and raised this way. And that's yeah. why I was like, so, so with, with that said, if I'm doing the work, right, I'm, I'm writing affirmations out. I'm, is there something physical you ever recommend? Because I'm such as this kinesthetic person that could help me not spiral into this thought process of well, relaxation. Yeah. I mean, so there's a couple of things. First of all, not necessarily a physical thing, but I think mirror work would be really good for you just because you are used to dancing in front of a mirror and you have that connection with your reflection and like seeing yourself dance and move. But do you ever look in the mirror and like talk to yourself like specifically like Michelle, I love you. I'm getting I'm ready to love you. I'm ready to get to know you better. Like talking to yourself in the mirror and really meaning it. And at first it feels real crazy, but like you do start to get that connection and the things do start to kind of set in and sink in. I've done that before. I mean, I've talked oh. to myself in the mirror, but not like, I love you. Oh, there's a whole like 21 day thing that will tell you like exactly what to say to yourself in the mirror. I'll send it to you. Yeah. Work, and it's, it will, at first you do feel weird, but it really does work. And you can also write affirmations on like post-it notes and put it on the mirror. So when you're brushing your teeth, you're looking at a post-it note that says like, I am a complete human being. I am worthy of love. I love myself, whatever you need to write. You know, you I can like also it. have grace write things to you. So, you know, you remember that other people, you know, love and rely on you. So that's something that I can physically do. Like it's a physical thing, even though it's yeah. like speaking, but I like that a lot. Okay. But I also think, which I think you also do naturally, but, um, when you are going into these spirals and you kind of feel it coming on, like you can literally say in your head, like stop pattern, not going there and do something physical dance. Yeah. I know you go for runs a lot when you're like really anxious, but like do something that brings out your inner child and that joy that you used to have when you were little. So just like dance and be silly, do what you need to do, but make it a realization of I am doing this because this is what's best for me. I'm stopping the pattern and I'm focusing on dance. I mean, I think that's why I became a, a performer because it was the one thing that could tell that took away all of like any pain, like performing yeah. and, uh, I mean, there's a lot that comes in the entertainment business that can cause pain, but the performance aspect of it, dancing, comedy, writing, it, and then and then sharing it is what helps the process, which is why when you told me last week too, to create from it, um, just doing the podcast, I've been doing it like every day and doing secret subscriber episodes. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't care because I need to do this because this is like therapeutic for me. And it's also- yeah. <laughs> You're venting. I mean, that's the most therapeutic thing you can do. It's perfect. Okay, so my inner child, the mirror, releasing my inner child through movement is a big thing. I love that. And then, and then the mirror work. I've never done mirror work before. So oh, I will send that to you because you can even do it. Like, you know, most people and myself included do it just like in the bathroom mirror, like a small mirror. But I could almost picture you doing it in like a big dance mirror and like looking at yourself. And what? yeah, I'll send you the entire thing about it. I mean, I have like, I don't, I used to have a floor mirror for my daughter, but I don't anymore, but I'm going to, I think I'm going to get another one because she likes it too. Like she loves looking at herself. So I'm like, we need yeah. something. So maybe that's a, that's a Santa gift. Um, okay. I hope I Good. can like, 
know, I, I, oh, I know we have a, a clock running, but we can always jump back in. But like, so when I, I love my wine and my beer, but I've cut back since the pandemic. I'm glad because I felt like I was having three glasses a night or two glasses a night. And it's not, it wasn't like emotionally or physically healthy for me to do that. If it's not like, you know, and I don't, I don't, it don't feel good anymore when I drink at night and then like I wake up groggy. Um, but I do enjoy my wine and my beer, especially after show that it was like, you know, so I'm planning on doing that on New Year's Eve after the show, having wine and celebrate New Year's. My concern is that when I have a glass of wine, I will use this. And I don't know how to get out of that. So that either block, like take the number out of your phone, which you should, because you don't need it. Uh, around it though. I know you probably will. Or (laughs) I'm sure you're using your phone to like, whatever, record your show or whatever, um, like music. But before you have that glass of wine, bring your phone out to your car. Okay. Well, now I don't have my car. Well, have somebody hold on to your phone for you, put it in a hotel room, like whatever you need to do, but remove the phone from yourself before you um, allow yourself to have a glass of wine. I know. And that's a thing I've been like mad at myself for. Last year, I did it with with the guy that was before this guy. And I was like. And yeah, the other thing is you know if you can have the self-restraint try to say to yourself like this is what works for me like when I really want to text a guy like it hasn't happened in a while just because I'm in a relationship but like before if I wanted to text a guy I would be like okay let me see if I still feel this way in an hour and then that hour would come and sometimes the hour passes sometimes it doesn't sometimes I would be like let me see how I feel in two hours in a day in a week and just keep setting back that boundary and see how long you can hold out in doing it. Yeah. I think I definitely need to have physical, like uh, self-control. I have yeah. to have, it's a big part of like the journey. We have less than a minute. Okay. Well, do you want to sign back in? Or are we good? Yeah, we can sign back in and think about any other thoughts, like any other, like hot you can just pull some cards too. Yes. Yes. Okay. So okay. click out and then it's going to take a second because we both recorded and then you save that and all that and stuff. Then, okay. Perfect. All right. Perfect. Bye.